It's the recap show for week 11, closing the book on week 11, taping on Monday night right after the Monday night game. Joined by the man of the hour, the man of the hour, Steve Fezzik, who is loses the Monday night game with KC on his super or on his millions, circa millions. He loses the Sunday night game, but somehow goes three and two. So it was three and zero going into it. We discussed that at length. So we're doing it a little different, convenient for you guys. We're doing the normal recap on this part, then. On Monday, or check that, Tuesday afternoon, we're going to release a look-ahead that has the three Thursday games. Okay? So you have those early. Then we're going to do our normal Wednesday night pod, which we're going to do a typical Thursday same-game parlay with that, which will be a bonus, likely for the night game. And then we'll have all the, the Friday and the Sunday games. And we're actually going to put that Friday play on the look-ahead uh, the, the same game parlay one. So it yep. will be, um, this is the recap. The one released Tuesday afternoon will cover Thursday's games. The one released early for Thursday morning will have the Thursday night game and the Friday game. And then the normal one comes out pretty much the same time that we'll have the Sunday and Monday games. So it's a holiday week, but we're not resting. And let's get straight to the recap. By the way, though, you will want to listen to that look-ahead baby that comes out on Tuesday because Fez, we already recorded about 20 minutes of him discussing his strategy in the millions. And for anyone that plays contests, you want to listen to that because he is, you know, he's probably the best NFL contest player ever, but he's certainly the best meta game player where when how to handle these contests, he's just shaking his head like, yep, yep, yep. And yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So it's very insightful. And plus, let's be honest, there's, the funnest would be, or the most fun, however you want to say that, there's dispute, <laughs> would be to be the one that's got that ticket, that's in second. But the second most enjoyable is to vicariously get to live and experience it, especially with a week-to-week insight on the thoughts, the, the highs, the lows. Remember the old um, ABC Wide World of Sports, the throw oh, victory? And the agony of defeat. <clears throat> Hopefully we avoid that, but tune in the rest of this NFL season. You'll get it all. You'll either get victory or defeat. We know that much. Okay, Fez, I'm going to let you pick your biggest deceiving score of the week. We'll talk about that game first, then talk about some of the big games, and then go back to your deceiving scores. So let me talk about Seattle Rams. I got away with one here. So the Rams win by one. And if you look at the underlying stats, pretty equal. Could have gone either way. But what makes it deceiving is the fact that the Rams, are they're, they're in deep trouble in this game. They're down nine. They're going to lose this game. And then Geno Smith gets knocked out of the game. And in comes Drew Locke. And he does nothing the entire fourth quarter. Um has a quarterback rating of like zero. By the way, Seattle was up thirteen nothing in that game, right? I don't recall that. I, I, I'm yeah. almost certain of that. Yeah. So yeah, so down thirteen nothing. Yeah. So I mean, but 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 the Rams are, are just struggling completely. And then even with Geno going out and getting no offense the entire fourth quarter, the Rams like have to scratch and claw, and it's just ugly watching them. Somehow the Rams take the lead, and then up oh, Geno's back. So he comes back in. He's compromised. He's still goes ahead and leads Seattle down the field against the Rams' defense. So the fact that Geno basically was almost able to will this team to a victory despite having been AWOL the whole fourth quarter, and it all came down to a 56-yard field goal, 
which is likely about 50-50 in good weather. And uh, Seattle misses the field goal. So uh, a coin flip, if you will, for the Rams, despite benefiting from a plus 10 in the fourth quarter when um, Seattle's quarterback gets knocked out. So a lot of people complained about Pete Carroll being so uh, unaggressive, you know, so timid once they got in that 55-yard range where you say 50-50, but you gain eight more yards, a 47-yarder is what? 70-30. Yeah, if yeah. Not, yeah, so it does seem like, especially with Geno, you know, playing the, you know, Willis Reed coming out of the injured situation, or at least, you know, willing himself, you would think he would have been a little more aggressive there. Uh 55-yarders miss all the time. 47-yarders with the game on the line with a good kicker, you feel pretty good. You know what I don't think teams do enough is, you know, the hook and ladder play? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it it works sometimes even when teams are completely desperate. But you wouldn't do the hook and ladder when you have in field goal range. That's a high-risk play. Is it? Yeah. Um, Is it when you, like, just do a little button hook and and throw it, like, for a four-yard completion and then the dude throws it towards the sideline? If it goes out of bounds, it goes out of bounds, you know? (laughs) That seems. I mean, all right. Maybe. Maybe. maybe I'm now, just throwing. It, it just seems to always now if work. You, if you got like a 65 yard field goal, I can that's see a good it. point. It, yeah. it, you, you don't need something of that high risk. That's a good point. Now, yeah. by the way, Seattle. If you look at our fourth quarter win share, and that's a pregame.com. Oh, this is gonna be interesting. Proprietary stat that says, okay, let's look at every play of the fourth quarter. What is the projected win percentage with the Vegas infused odds that the uh, NFL play by play puts out? And we weight it more at the beginning of the or more at the end of the quarter when the game's almost over than the beginning. And statistically, there's only what maybe <clears throat> two, one to two a week that the yeah. that the team wins that shouldn't have won. Right. All right. So, for example, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, we could say, oh, that was a coin flip game. Well, fourth quarter win share, sixty-two percent Cleveland. So, yeah, it was close, but not as close as you might think. Well, this one was Seattle 51%, Rams 49%. One of only but three games this week where the wrong team won, at least based upon our fourth quarter win share. We'll tell you the other two as we get to them. Fez, what did you think about statistically, you know, you're saying, hey, I think I got lucky watching the game. What about the stats, you think? Yeah, well, the stats are going to be equal, but that that's if you looked at the stats at the end of the third quarter, they'd be screaming, oh, Seattle should win this game you know, by, by 10 points. Yeah, so we've got the stats, Seattle, by three. But if you look at other projections, Kevin Cole, our own EPA weighted, and the PFF noise cancel, we look at those three, they each have the Rams winning by five points, 10 points, and six points. That's interesting. The Rams had the lowest late-down conversions of any team this week in the NFL. They were 20% on third and fourth downs. Yeah, and they're just completely ineffective on offense, and Seattle moved the ball. Just um, a fortunate win, and and so I'm looking, uh, like I said, quarterback rating, Geno Smith, 94, Drew Locke, 3. So (laughs) a little bit of of, of a fall off there. Now, let's put this in our pocket. They won't play again probably this year. The Rams could make the playoffs, but I guess they'd have to each win a game. But <clears throat> I wish I had this before the game. I didn't. But I heard someone talking about how the Seattle Seahawks had the most knowledge of the Rams offense that anyone could. So their OC used to be with the Rams. Mm. They play them twice a year. And if you look at it, this game went under 
by more points than any game this week. And you look at the Rams in general, and the, I mean, their offense was, uh, you know, it was 13 nothing. It just feels like this was a underplay if we ever saw one. And I wish I, I mean, I guess I'm going to put it in my pocket. If we have the same coordinator with Seattle next year, and Rams are going to be running the same offense because mm-hmm. it's, it's a McVay, as long as McVay's back, I think these games, what, what did the first game do on the total, McKenzie? Uh, 30-13, let me find out what oh, that so is. 40, Had it been real close. Yeah, yeah. Real close. But that was one where, wasn't there a pick six in that game? or I think there was a phony. Yeah, yes, th- there was extra score. The Rams should not have gotten 30 in that game. So, um, okay, so prior to kickoff, Seattle had a 49% chance. The k- kickoff for the game? Uh, the field goal kick, I meant. Oh, okay, that's interesting. 49 yeah, so they're saying 50. I was wrong. I said 50. <laughs> and San Francisco had a 40-yard field goal in week six to win, 75% chance to make it, according okay. to the oh, Yeah, so that, I mean, to me, those, I mean, that's a nice quarter chunk there. Yeah. Okay, anything else on this game? That's it on Seattle Rams. All right, so this is one. We're going to start making note when the opening line and the closing line has a different victor against the spread. In this case, you bet. Early, uh, you win with Rams. Uh, the Rams. You bet late, you win with Seattle. Win with Seattle plus two. Yes. <clears throat> so those line moves <clears throat> do matter. Um, Rams, my, I have my notes here. What do I mean by this? Rams minus four, eight. Oh, Rams are on a four-game losing streak now against the spread. Mm. So you think about it. There's, I mean, there's a sense that this was a team that's overperformed. Well, their reputation got ahead of themselves. Obviously, Stafford hasn't been there. Wow, and I'm thinking about one of their covers this year was that that field goal with a nanosecond left against the Niners when they covered plus eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, um, let's talk the bigger games first uh, after this one. You know, if, can, can I throw a little yeah, yeah, yeah. hybrid? Because we're talking about games that it, that it depended when you bet them. Mm-hmm. Why don't we talk about the another one that, that it, it mattered when the, the other two games it mattered when you bet, let's specifically San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So San Francisco wins by 13. So the Niners are laying 12 most of the week. And then late midweek, I think like around Thursday, I'm not, don't take my word for that. It, it, it steams up to uh, 13 and then up to 13 and a half. And even 14, uh, uh, 13 and a half is really where, where it's solidified. Niners win, fiddle in the middle. If you bet the Niners early in the week, you got there minus 12. If you bet them later in the week, you laid 13 and a half and you lost. To me, the big story on this game, and in our tracking, we had it up to 13 and a half, but no higher. This game is about Brock Purdy. It's one thing to say the perfect quarterback uh, rating, which he had. I don't understand that. How can it's like the SAT? You get like eight hundred. You get a perfect score, even though you missed three questions. They just assume that at a certain point you can't do better. I but mean, you can. I, it's it's a flawed system. Okay, um, that's all I wanted to hear. But he, you want to talk about a bar bet that is fun? If you can still maybe do this. So I saw who was the last person to do this for the 49ers. It says Joe Montana. I'm like, God, I can't believe Steve Young never did yeah. it. Well, Steve Young did do it. They did it in the same season when they both were starting. Oh. Steve Young did it first, Montana second. So if you look at it, it says Montana did it. You uh, think Steve Young didn't do it because he quarterbacked it. like 95% of his games after Montana, you know, they started that after Montana left, 
but it was one of those games early. So that would be a, I don't know how you'd phrase it, but you could really get it. Once that popped up on the screen, if you knew that, if someone says, I bet Steve Young did, I would have I would have bet against Montana it. couldn't have been that good. He was worth less than one point of the points. <laughs> it's all relative. But Purdy, if you look at the last two games, now remember, they lost three straight games, not to mention he's off a off-season surgery on his arm. Seventh round pick, the question is how strong is his arm, mm-hmm. right? And he's had the best two-game stretch of quarterback play by by quarterback rating ever. And people are making the case Debo Samuel should be the MVP because the so, the, the team plays so much the better with MVP them. of the league? Yeah. I think Dak Prescott. Uh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Have you seen the odds on it? I guess uh, DraftKings went to 16-1. to 1. Oh, is that right? That's yeah. what I heard. Yeah, yeah. Can so you look the, that up, McKenzie? So our, yeah. our, RJ put, put me on to like look for Dak, and I look, I scoured Vegas, and I could only find twenty five to one. And and on the East Coast, he was there was some thirty fives, and I I got um, I got us down for like a little a dinner on Dak at thirty five to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, something. Well, yeah. Well, at thirty, you know, hundred wins thirty five hundred, so yeah. it's a nice it's a nice one. But no, I I think. I think the convert. I mean, listen, you play two straight games against weak competition, and now they're laying eleven. I mean, this is tailor made to set up, up, but it does feel like that jump from thirty-five to sixteen speaks really well. What, what are you seeing right now? So, three of the four books we track are at sixteen to one. DraftKings actually this morning when I did it was thirty to one, but they've since moved to twenty-two to one. Yeah, it's happening, and I haven't said one public word about it till now. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's one of those timber moments, I think. So right, I'm feeling right. good about that. And and a lot of it is that the the usual suspects are yeah. are, are are falter faltering. Hertz isn't a hundred percent. Mahomes. I, I like that Hertz won this game because Mahomes could have maybe got hot after with this win, and maybe you could talk yourself into him. But I don't think Hurts does as well the rest of the year. Mm. And I think Mahomes, after losing this game and having a a mediocre season, it's mediocre for him, right? It's going to be hard to give it to him. Our our man cannot throw and catch the ball on the same play. (laughs) Tua, statistically, actually, there's a model floating around that there was an academic paper on that had Tua as the most likely at like 36%. But two is like five to one. So you would think still a good bet, but mm. I don't know. But Dak was second wow. at 26 to one. And he, though it, the market said 3%. Oh, I'm sorry, at 26%. And the market said 3%. So yeah. that was Value. the overlay. Absolutely. Um, okay. So in this game, uh, Sam Fran, continue with your analysis. Yeah. So Sam Fran wins by 13. I, I'm having trouble with this because I watched the game. And it really seemed like San Fran got up twenty, and they just said, "Eh, we're we're good." And they just didn't—they weren't aggressive. And you could make the case Tampa should have covered because Tampa cut the lead to thirteen, and then they got into the red zone, um, and they failed. And then they were driving at the end of the game, and they failed again. So they had they had plenty of kicks at the can to try to you know to cover. And let's face it, San San Fran only covered by half, and easily this final could have just been six. Yeah, but see, I think here's the thing. San Fran, because I think this week the Thursday games loom large. This is a great point. Right? So, I mean, there was a number of favorites. Dallas was one. I had Carolina. I took guts and was stupid, I guess, in hindsight. Um, San Fran, big favorite, but they had a Thursday game. And then there was one more. Who was the next big favorite on Thursday? Um, 
What Detroit did? Yeah, Detroit would be the one. Detroit, yeah, yeah. And and the, the number one theme I think is all of these teams. Miami plays on Friday, so all of the teams oh. that played Thursday or Friday. You know, as far as performances, you could say I'll run them See, all down. I disagree with Miami. They're, they were off a bye. Mm. I think they were all ready for the next Friday. You know, I mean, it was still a short week, but they're off a bye coming in. But we'll talk about that game. I think the Raiders are really better than we think off that game. But um, here's the thing, though. Tampa Bay can defend the run really well. They mm. don't defend the pass really well. So it makes sense. And I'm guessing McKenzie watched the game. In the second half, when when um, Fez is saying, "Oh, Tampa or um, San Fran seemed a little disinterested," or "Hey, let's just win at this number," was it that, or was it more they were trying to run the ball to run clock and just weren't doing it successfully? Yeah, I, I think it's the latter. So to me, yeah. Tampa's so good against the run, they inverted it by passing. See, I think if Tampa got the lead here and kept running, then San this Fran would have. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I I think here's the thing. If Purdy plays this well, I think San Fran's got to be the clear favorite to win it. Yeah, I got San Fran the best team in the league right now. Yeah. so um, It's close, but I got them best. So one more thing in this game. Um, San Fran's defense, they had 11 passes defended. So that means where it's the defensive player batting the ball down, where mm-hmm. the catch doesn't happen, or it's stripping the ball. It's The catch doesn't happen because of the defense. Tampa had zero. <laughs> So and there was other teams that had zero. So like passes defended are a, a stat where the average is maybe three or four, mm-hmm. five maybe. They had eleven. So that D's flying around. Remember the D with Wilkes is a question. I also think Tampa Bay against another bad team that can they can run the ball. If Tampa can control the game, I think Tampa's a good bet. I just don't think they're a good underdog. But they really fought, I think. You could make the case they fought in this oh, game. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I was a little bit surprised that they didn't get this did down you, to did six. Did you upgrade Tampa? So I actually didn't because they lost by 13. Oh, and they didn't upgrade them because they lost the yards per play 7 to 4.3. So they got murdered in yards per play. By the way, though, bad thing with 49ers, they lost uh, Pro Bowl safety. How do you pronounce his name? Hufunga. Talona Hufunga. Hufunga. Excuse me. Oh, wait. <laughs> All right. That's unfortunate for them. Um and we'll be previewing these games in the other pod, but they are, what, a six-and-a-half-point favorite against at Seattle. Yes. That's a lot of— lot we'll, talk, of we'll, we'll definitely be talking about that, yes. you mind we jump to the uh, Raiders game? Um, not at all. Go ahead. Uh, well, you know, go. you had one more game that was yeah, close. But the, the Let's th- do that, then we'll go to Raiders. The, the theme being, which, if you yeah. bet early or bet late, it changed the outcome. So Pittsburgh, Cleveland, not a big surprise. When you get a four-point line move, that can change everything. So Cleveland was laying four when mm-hmm. we thought Watson was going to play. And that dropped down to pick them. And then even with DTR, all the money on Cleveland, laying minus two and a half. So if you bet Cleveland, anytime after the Watson news, you won. If you bet Cleveland before the Watson news, you lost. It's so funny. Everyone, I think, was so wrong. I still think they were wrong about about how bad. I'm looking to play Pittsburgh from at least the next week or two. Because their offense, again, against the Browns, maybe not. Their offense is a lot better than it was when they, uh, I always forget that receiver's name, the, the the guy that's come back from the injury. It's not uh, Deontay. Yeah, uh, Deontay. He Johnson? just te- yeah. He just has a first name. With oh, him. he okay. has no last. Name. Would you say Mackenzie? Deontay Johnson. Is, yeah, is yeah. that it? Okay. Yeah. Um, he's really made a difference, and in, in in the offense has been pretty decent since. I agree. And um, so, but it wasn't every- decent against Cleveland, but that's true for everybody. 
And, but but then the Pittsburgh D that supposedly isn't as good as people say, even with Mika not playing, um, once they got Hayward back, they were able to stop the run. And that's been the key. And I they think. totally shut down the Browns the it, whole game. And then you know, I see this all the time. I want to ask you. It just seems like it's, the game's tied, right? And the defense is oftentimes nobody wants to look bad and give up the big play, and they just play a little bit too conservative, and they let a team dink and dunk when a field goal beats them. So let me ask you a question. The teaser on this, I mean, I I know the standard Wong stuff is, okay, the higher the total, the less valuable the points are. But when you have a total that's like 32 and a half, and you have a division game, and you have a Steelers team that, that rarely gets blown out in division. They, they got blown out by Houston, but okay. I mean, what was the odds of the Steelers? Like, watching that game, what's the odds of the Steelers teaser doesn't cover? It's a great question. Um, the fact that the Steelers were down 10 nothing. So the, at that point, you know, the live wagering is the teaser line. Mm-hmm. We're basically Pittsburgh's plus eight. You know, that's um, were they plus eight? I would have liked. Pitt. I mean, the way yeah. Pittsburgh comes back, but, sure. but I guess it's easy to say now. Yeah, but. well, and remember, you're watching, and they're getting their butts kicked at that point. You know, and it's like they can't move the ball. You know, mm-hmm. and then Warren goes for seventy five. Watching like, the game, what's the odds that they lose that game? You by feel like they cover the teaser eighty percent. Doesn't it feel that way? Maybe seventy eight percent. Yeah, it seems like High. these games with the the strong defenses. The, the division, low totals, the, 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 they're not only better on teasers, they're a whole other category. I agree completely. Yeah. And how long can, can a typical book keep – how long can you keep a teaser uh, open? Like let's say I played one a week 11. Could I play the next one in week 14? You, oh, you mean if you have an open spot? Yeah, it, it varies by by book. Some book, the dastardly books sometimes say you got to close it within a week. Mm-hmm. You know, in other places, what's you, standard with the places that's? Gosh, let's say it's so unusual for places that, that leave it open. I don't even look at the rules. I always close it the next week because I don't want to look at the fine print yeah, 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 and yeah. make sure they don't you know grade it as a void because you didn't close it or right. a loss. Right, I'm going to keep an eye out for yeah. those. And now, now, by the way, this is a real a real strong point. The whole. If you have a book that lets you bet a teaser with an open spot, mm-hmm. okay? Oh, this is your favorite. This is my favorite. You always want to just do nothing but open teasers, all right? Because then what you can do is you can wait. And if your teaser's going to win, no problem. You're styling. But what if it's about to lose, okay? Your team's down 30, right? Immediately, you got to call in before the game ends, and you got to say, I'm going to close that teaser, and I'm going to go ahead and close it with, let's see here. Oh, I'll take the Chargers from minus three up to plus three. So you 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 tease it with the game. You're trying to get that push mm-hmm. because if you if you lose the first leg and push the second, it becomes a refund. So now your your goal is not to pick a good teaser. Your your goal is to pick something that's going to push on the second leg. And this is why the books hate them. But hey, you you get that on your side, you like it. Steelers line of scrimmage against the Browns. The Steelers were the 31st best offense. The Browns were the 32nd by EPA at line of scrimmage without turnovers being considered. And the Browns actually lost two and a half points in turnovers. How did the Steelers lose? Oh, field position. They lost like 5.8 points. Mm. Uh, wow. So that's like kickoffs, punts. Yeah, uh, and just opportunities when you get the ball. Pittsburgh's got a good kicker. I don't know. And, uh, yeah, that was the whole game. Um, okay, let's look at a few of the other games we talked about statistically real quick. Well, this is fascinating. Kevin Cole only had San Fran winning by two and a half points really? in that game. We had a, the, our EPA by 11. PFF said 11. Our stats only said 21. 
So that's talking about the the big yards per play and the other things. Uh, Seattle, we talked about. Let's see, what other game did we talk about here? Uh, we had one other that the line was. Um, I guess it was Pittsburgh. It was the 49ers. And you want then, to talk about Minnesota Denver? Yeah, yeah. No, well, well, the next game I want to talk, I was just making sure mm. to get statistically all the stuff caught up. Um, I think we have. Okay, so I, I want to talk Raiders first. Yes. Okay. Let me lay out what I think the disadvantages the Raiders had in this game. I, I it, it was the it was a situation game of the week, Miami, and I don't think it's even really close. So on one hand, you got the classic 10 a.m. Pacific start all the way down in Florida, all right? You have the whole F1 scenario, people thinking, hey, they're out partying a little bit. They're off a two-game win streak with a new coach. Maybe they're a little lax. And the event on Thursday night when they're still in town get, went till 3 in the morning. Okay. Yes. Um, the Raiders have yet to have a bye mm. this late in the year, and Miami off a bye. Right. And so they had a seven day rest edge and they had a buy. They're off a buy where the Raiders are about as tired as the team can get. You had the turmoil of the coaching change, a lot of close games, an inordinate number of Sunday night or Monday night games. Celebratory at the end of those games, smoking cigars, hugging. You know, it's like this was obvious the Raiders were going to get smashed, but they didn't. They hung in there. And they held, Miami was held on late down conversion to 20% conversion, tied with the Rams is the worst. I don't think that quarterbacks, I mean, I like, I think the Raiders D is better than we think. I like the, like the other team's team total under, to be candid. Well, you talked about the Raiders statistically have a shockingly good, like, second half of the year defense. Like, it's just, like, like top five. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. So, so to me, I'm looking to play Raiders opponents under, under but I was team. very impressed by the Raiders. I agree. In very adverse circumstances, they hung right in there. Um, I mean, it, it, it was tight at the end of the game. Now, I don't know. Maybe Miami's D's pretty good. Raiders were driving. Down seven, They Miami got a pick in the end zone. Long pass, you know, but, I mean, the Raiders had a chance. What do you think's going on with the Miami D? Or, I'm sorry, Miami offense? Because if the D keeps evolving, there'll be a top 10 D. Like eight, nine, or nine, 10, 11, I think, in a year with Fangio. If the offense is top three, like I think they've been this year, this is one of the best teams in the league. And we can say, oh, but look when they play Philly. Look, Listen, those games happened. I'm not sure that's such a trend. I just think it was they got beat that day. But the KC game was a coin flip. Mm -hmm. So I wonder, if we believe in the Miami offense, I think they're a bet to win the Super Bowl. Do we, though? I do. Uh, I think in this case, you know, Waddle has not been 100%. He's had, like, lower back issues. And I don't have all the specifics. I know Tyreek Hill left this game for a period of time. He did, but came back. He ended up having, like, 140 yards. Right, yeah. right, yeah. But, I mean, maybe he would have had 240 yards if he hadn't had that. You know, I mean, he's such a, a unique weapon. Yes. So, right now, the Dolphins are 9-1. to one. I thought we'd be getting a little better. They are the fifth favorite. Chiefs, 49ers, Eagles, Ravens, Dolphins. Yeah, they're better than the Cowboys, better than the Lions. Huh. We'll talk about it. Lions defense is going in the toilet. Mm. Um, okay, anything else in that game? Nope. Just looking real quick at the line of scrimmage, we have Miami. Oh, wow, look at this. Miami was only the 16th ranked offense this week. 30th, though, for the Raiders. So Miami's D, mm. 
arrow up. Um, last thing on this game, just looking at our, our uh, point or our projected score based on the stats. We have Miami winning by 10. The other people, though, saying Miami winning by like 2 to 3, uh, except the PFF has them winning by 12. So either way, there's no, no, no scenario they cover that spread. That's right. Next game, you pick it. Uh, let's go to Char- Chargers Green Bay. Ooh. So I'm going to make the case here that this was not on Mr. Herbert, that, that the, the, his receivers— <laughs> The whole team is on Herbert. I, this is similar to, like, like we've been talking about Kansas City and the guys can't catch. Uh, the, there were several plays where Herbert threw perfect passes and his receivers just let, let, let him down. They dropped touchdown pass. They dropped—even um, at the end of the game— Herbert throws on third down. He throws like a semi bomb. It's right in the guy's hands. I don't know if he's going to score, but like they're down three and he just drops it inexplicably. So, enough of those plays. If you look at the underlying stats, dead even game almost, maybe a slight advantage Chargers. But if his receivers catch these balls, then all of a sudden the Chargers clearly win the stats and they cover the game. You know what losing teams do? Make mistakes, they lose. <laughs> So, I mean, I hear every week there's a different story. I know that much. It's creative. It's almost like, can you say the dog ate my homework a different way? Is the I mean, I, I, let's question this whole thing about the stats. Our stats say Green Bay, this is the recalculation by five and a half. Okay? Really? The line of scrimmage. Oh, they won the first downs. Green Bay did by six. Yeah. yeah. The line of scrimmage says that the uh, Chargers had the slightest better offense but they still lost six points on turnovers relative. So they still add in turnovers, they lost, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure where it's. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't because they lost the yardage because the idiot receivers dropped the ball. It was. I mean, they were wide open. So so uh, Green Bay didn't drop any balls. Not to that. Not on those plays. Okay. Not not. Literally, this is one of those where freeze it. What percentage of the time do these guys catch these? It's like. They're all alone. Well, even Allen 80, was dropping some balls. 85%, right? you know, at least. And I'm being conservative. Maybe they're, maybe Herbert's lack, lack of leadership has him mad. You know, I will say, you know, it's interesting because I, I can't really he comment. Was, supposedly he was getting all emotional, I hear. So, so, so like, on one, one of the – it was like a 10-yard pass to the end to, – to the goal line. And so he slams this laser right at a guy's – it's like right, you know, at his um, mm-hmm. chin, you know, and he drops it. And I'm thinking to myself – you know, maybe that's like. Did he have to throw it that hard? I could see no, but I could see why he did because, like, you're you're packed into the goal line. Mm. You don't want to just, you know, yeah. lo- you can't just lollygag a pass in there. Especially, you can't be sure you see everyone, you know, in the coverage. No, that makes sense. Um, but again, it's another loss for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, another loss. The go, you know, some say that wins and losses are not a quarterback stat. I disagree, mm. especially with Herbert. Um, <laughs> if um, Green Bay is coming on a little bit because they actually Love is coming on a little bit too. Yeah, I think so. The defense Love played well. So I mean, we got over seven and a half coin flip. I looked at their schedule. This yeah. is one of those. This is one of those. I still think we're going to lose. Which DraftKings have up now? Go ahead. I still think we're going to lose, but it's one of those where if you just say that's a loss, that's a win. That's a loss. That's a win. Well, let's see what DraftKings. They're going to win eight games. Okay, well then, why but would you? Th- if they, anything, we're trending up right they gotta now. They got to win all. The, they got to win all these games. They're going to be minus three and a half, and though. But they you know? they might win a game that they're a bigger underdog. Yeah, in. but they're but but it's kind of like I'm like oh they're going to be catching six or they're going to be laying three type of situation. Yeah. So we got seven and a half under only minus one twenty though. Yeah, we got a fit. we got a chance. We're, under, we're an underdog, but we got a chance. We're an underdog by like two percent. Yeah. And they got a thirty cents thirty cent straddle, right? Yeah. So is that what it is? It's twenty cents. 
It's only two. Oh, that's unusual. Okay, interesting. Um, huh, let's look. I here. like that twenty cent straddle on those season yeah. wins. I mean, this is this is a very hard market to price. The fact that they're Every only week, taking yeah. the fact that they're dealing minus one ten pricing on a alternative. They call it alternative. I guess I would call season long. Mm-hmm. You know, um, season wins is, is outstanding. Now, right now, Houston. I'm just looking at these numbers. Nine and a half over one fifty. That's so they're saying yeah. ten wins effectively. And what is Jacksonville? Because Jack- we got what plus two seventy on that. Jacksonville might be, yeah, um, plus two two seventy five. So they got Jacksonville over. Eleven and a half seems high. Ooh, ooh, but it's over one forty. So let's call it eleven, mm-hmm. or it's under one forty. I'm sorry. So let's call it eleven. Okay. So it's ten and a half against eleven, or was it was it nine and a half or ten for nine and a half over minus one? Okay. All right. Nine point seven five versus eleven point two five. Let's take a look at the line this week because that, that's telling us everything. Oh, well, it's close to pick. Yeah, so that was what we disagreed with, right? You thought it was going to be three Jacksonville, and then when I said no, and then we looked at the look ahead, and that's why we bet it, right? No. Um, I What happened was I was saying that that's the one where on Tuesday I made the game like pick them, and, mm-hmm. and Houston was catching three. And I said that, that that's a crazy line. Houston can't okay. be catching three. Basically, Jacksonville's a little bit better than Houston. So what's their division odds right now, McKenzie? Uh, can you look at that? Yeah. Um, see, I Houston didn't – let's go to the Houston game. Sure. Houston played – now, people that watch the film say Stroud was fine. If not, he had some interceptions. But, but was, they weren't really his fault. Yeah, I've heard least, the same. Yeah, at least uh, two of them supposedly weren't. But I think winning a game against a motivated Arizona that at this point is a, you know, 20, what, 23rd best team, 22nd? Where do you have them at? Yeah, I got them 26th. With, with Murray? Yes. How did your line line up last week against Houston? Let me see. I had it was pretty much spot on. No, I don't think so. Take a look. Well, right now I got like I got Arizona last week. I had Arizona minus two and a half, mm-hmm. and I had Houston plus half. I've Houston three better on mm-hmm. a neutral. So yeah, so so that would have so been like four and a half. Four and a half, and, and the line went up to five. six, didn't it? Yeah, but then it went five and a half was a closer. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I mean yeah, you're off by point by point yeah. and a half, right? All right. I I think that's probably Arizona more of an. What happens if you go up a point to them? Where do they go? If I make Arizona minus one half, they go up to 18th. That's too high. So I'd say, yeah. I mean, everyone's jumbled together. Yeah, yeah. But know. I think they're at least, if they go up a half, where are they? Uh, that's a good point. So they're tied between 19th and 24th. I think There's that's right. There's a whole right. bunch of sl- uh, somewhat below average teams. I think that's right. And I think, well, let's The Denvers, the-, the Chicagos, the Tampa Bays, the Atlantas, the Vegas teams, they're all. All right. Let's look at there. the line for this week. And I guarantee you're off by a half against. Arizona. So we got Arizona against the Rams. Yes. I I got the market. What do you have uh, right now? I've got Arizona plus one late market move today. It was pick them. What is your... uh, So I have the Rams one point better. Mm -hmm. So Arizona minus a half would be my number. And Arizona minus a half. Yes. So this game is... Uh, Arizona, so it's in Arizona. Yes, and they're plus one. And the Rams are just a little bit better, even with Stafford, only just a little bit better. Yeah. Wow. So, so that means Seattle in Arizona, if the game were in uh, Arizona, the Arizona would be favored. No, because I got Seattle one point better. I got Seattle three and a half better than Arizona. Yeah, but but the Rams were just favored at home against them. Yeah. So they can't be that close, could they? Arizona and the Rams couldn't be close, could they? They, uh, 
well, I've got I've got the Rams a point better than Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but really, what's happening? That is interesting. That how the hell was, was were the Rams in retrospect? Well, that, why didn't we bet Seattle plus two? I don't know. That, ma- that matchup though, has it, been, that, that's that's you nailed it. I mean, that's probably worth a point point and a half. Yes, I think. people were betting the matchup. All right, so right now, oh wow, Houston's still plus two thirty five. Okay, we got two seventy five. I still think at two thirty five is a good number. I would bet. If I didn't have any, yeah. I'd bet that. All right, so what else did you think about this game, the Houston game? Uh, I thought that the final score, the differential was correct, but it should have been like 28-23. There, there was tons of offense. Not tons. There was plenty, ample offense to get this game up and over, and teams just kept self-destructing in the red zone, including going for it and failing on fourth down. So our recalculation had Arizona winning by four, just statistically. I can't see how that could be because Houston won the first downs. They won the yardage by 100. They won the yards per play by 0.8. All right, so I'm guessing turnovers. Houston had 21 points of turnovers. They turned over three times. And Arizona had two and a half points of turnovers. Oh, okay. So, so 18 turn- points. So it was a turnover. Houston yeah. shot themselves in the foot with turnovers. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. So, McKenzie, how much, if there wasn't the turnovers, if we just looked at the yardage, first downs, and yards per play, what would those numbers add up to? Houston by five. Okay, so it's right in line with what you're saying, yeah. Fez. But then, to me, if you don't count turnovers, like you might say, well, let's sep- separate that from it. Well, that's what we do with the line of scrimmage. So mm-hmm. let's see what the line of scrimmage says EPA-wise. It says Houston, wow. It says Houston wins that game by Eight. 11 points. Oh, 11, okay. Yeah, just just line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. But that, that removes turnovers. Right. Right, okay. Yeah, hey, this is good. We're starting to really refine how we use these numbers. I like it. Um, did you downgrade Houston? Keep them. I, I would kept say them keep the them the same. Okay. And what about it? Oh, Arizona. You kept them the same. Okay. All right. Um, Murray looked good physically. From what I'm, you and, know, I didn't and, watch. And, and the 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 knock on him is chemistry with his teammates. Looks like chemistry's great and make kind of makes sense. They sucked without him, so they're probably a lot happier that he's their quarterback. And I think the way things are falling out, they're likely not going to be the first or second pick. The Houston mm-hmm. pick, obviously. You know, it, it goes to show you, Steve, when a team trades a pick that if they're horrible, it's going to be a disaster trade. They usually do pretty well that next. I mean, Houston felt a lot of optimism, mm. right? Right. Why else would they trade that number one? And it's panning out. I mean, if anything, that trade looks kind of OK now. But what let me ask you this. What if Carolina had taken C.J. Stroud and then Houston had taken Young, and we'd be singing a totally different story about it. They blew it! They didn't get the right quarterback. See, I, wonder, I wonder if they wanted Young. Yeah. No, but Cle- but clearly, maybe it was a situation where they're like, you know what? Who, who knows? They might have had intel. I mean, very said, few people wanted Stroud. I mean, it seemed like Young was the consensus. And, and maybe they had intel. Maybe they had a mole that said, you know what? They're, they, they, they're going to take Young. And they're like, well, we don't even want him. So great. If I remember right, Young was a big favorite. I mean, at the end, it was like... Wasn't even close that they, he was the number one pig. Mm. I mean, by the odds, if I remember, I can't recall. I'm drawing it, a blank. Hitman would know. Yeah, the um, yeah, but the uh, the real thing that I think we should take away from that is how dumb it was that Carolina did what they did. When you have a situation where it's reasonable to take any of the three, I think it was reasonable to take Richardson first. Yes. Then why trade such a, a mother load to pick number one when? What's the di- I mean, you, if you think your ability to assess these quarterbacks is so great, 
then you're just flawed because it, historically no one's ability is that yeah, great. Yeah, and now they're going to get the number one pick, and they're not going to get – and they, they're giving it away to Chicago. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's – I mean, they are bad. Let's go to that game. Yes. Uh, so uh, this is the second game. One was a big favorite. This is the big dog. Dallas had so many trends against it. All right, so let's look. When you're a big favorite and you have a game coming up on Thursday, it's not good, okay? Mm -hmm. If you're a big favorite against um, – and you were a big favorite last week. So remember, Dallas was a double-digit favorite. They covered, mm -hmm. and now they're a double-digit favorite again. Historically, that's bad, right? Because the theory is you get a little lax. Then you add in um, the look-ahead spot. Because of the big, you know, the Thanksgiving game, the Thanksgiving game rivalry, and there was one other trend. It's a little convoluted. That's my own, literally though, and it's 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 parsed, but it's literally two, and it was two and forty entering this game. Dallas was in a two and forty spot. Then again, I, it would take me five minutes to explain it, <laughs> I, but I'm telling you, it was true. And somehow they win easily. It's like that the movie Hoop Dreams, like they're playing Chicago King High School, and they're like, okay. King, King is is twenty six and one. And then at the end of the game, they're like, tell them they're twenty six and two now. now <laughs> Let that, them know. That's considered. Some people believe the greatest documentary ever made, Hoop Dreams. So that I mean, you're talking about the documentary, yeah, right? Yeah. You know what's special about that documentary is how so often it's like to get the peep the buy-in of the people to put the cameras mm -hmm. in you you you're putting like you you use an example of like in the NFL you know when they when they're oh, behind the high scenes kids, though, yeah. and it's just a glorified you know everyone's great and like what was great about hoop dreams is they 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 villainized a whole bunch of the people in the system and they, I, not, not unfairly i that's the wrong word they they accurately told the truth about how these kids were being exploited and taken advantage of and i think they did a great job this was a different era too where the idea of giving an executive producership to the athlete or whatever just wasn't the case, even though in high school it certainly wouldn't have been the case. But uh, if you haven't seen it as a sports fan, I'd recommend it. Uh, thoughts on this game? The final score was misleading and that Dallas wasn't that good. But I got to tell you this, you know, Young is a disaster as a quarterback. And there was one play in particular where literally he throws an out pattern and the guy, his guy's blanketed and he's, 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 and he's staring down his receiver and he, so he throws a pick six, and it's just like that's what a high school quarterback does. You know, it's just it's just it's, it's inexcusable. You cannot throw that pass. And what was telling to me, the defender hopped up quickly and ran in for a touchdown. But like the receiver's got to be able to touch him down. It's almost like oh boy, you know, it's just like I, I don't I don't know how engaged anyone on Carolina's offense really is with Young behind center. So McKenzie, when the Oh, okay, I understand. All right, so if we look at the Dallas line of scrimmage stuff, they were the fourth best in Carolina, 28th, and the, there was a 19-point difference there. Jeez. And then if we look at the other stuff, our recalculation said 13. Uh, wow. In garbage time, Dallas gained 10 points. How could that be? They scored six, and Carolina would have been minus four statistically. And, and even the vaunted Carolina – not vaunted the, – the Carolina defense, the strength of the team, they couldn't get off the field in the fourth quarter. Dallas kept churning out first downs, you know, and running the clock. So let's take a minute and talk about this DAC. I'm R.J. Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle – and they got, like, uh, celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1. 
But I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect, is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Right. So you didn't look at the um, the regression analysis I did off the model then. No, I did. Okay. I just looked at the marketplace and I saw lots of 20. And then and, and here, here's my take. I was like, Dak's a top eight quarterback and Dallas is going to win 12 games. And he's 25 to one, which looks somewhat somewhat attractive. And some book has 35 to one. So I desperately tried to get at it without I had seen enough. If, if everyone had, been, had dealt it at 25 to one, I do more analysis. But sometimes when you do a quick and a quick and dirty back of the envelope, it's just like one bet just stands out so much. It's just like just send the order. And you just never know. Sometimes it gets filled. Sometimes it doesn't. I pull up pull up your email. I want I want to take a minute and go through this because I spent like an hour on it, and I want to get, hear you say, "Wow, this is good analysis." What, was it an email or was it? A text? I, I sent an email. Oh, uh, I texted you too, but uh, it would have right, been sent I, Sunday or oh, I'm sorry, dear. Saturday night. Um, I'm notoriously that's bad fine. with emails. Yeah, just take a look at it. But it was Saturday bad. night uh, around, I guess what nine o'clock maybe, but you know, PM Pacific. So. So Mackenzie has it up on screen here, Fez. You look at it with this model, uh, the projection has Dak at 24%, though he was at 3% in the odds. I like that. Yeah, so instead of 3 to 1, you're getting him at 30 to 1 and higher. That's pretty damn good. Yes. I believe these MVPs in, in NBA, they follow history. 
you can model history pretty easy. I think there's some value in some of these. Plus, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know of any like black marks, like the reasons that people wouldn't be voting for death. If anything, it'd be a good story because yeah. they have to beat Philly. If they beat Philly the next time at home, all of a sudden it's a redemption. But th- and Dak, that line's going to be Pickham. Dak had great stat. If it's Pickham, I like Dallas. You yeah. think it's Pickham? Because, no, I mean, the line was only Dallas, three when it was— One and a half for home field? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think, yeah, maybe. Well, so if we that's just, the case— So we just it, beat Kansas City. So they're, they're going to get yeah, that's a on good power rating, too. Did, did you upgrade them today? Uh, I have to, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But you think, you think um, Hertz doesn't look 100%? No. Yeah, if, if, if Dallas wins that division— in her, in, in, oh, if they win the division, Dak's going to win the MVP. I well, mean, unless Tua like goes nuts. But what do you think the odds are? I mean, if they win that game, they're tied. They're tied at that point, right? Yeah, and they're I, I, they're both going to go five and one in division. In theory, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I think I think the narrative is if, if if Dallas surges and wins the division and Dak plays this well, he's MVP. And we know the odds are better than the thirty three to one that he's going to win the division. Wait, did the Eagles lose to the Jets? Was that their loss? No, I Am don't I remembering think so. Wrong? No. Who'd the Eagles lose Who'd to? Who'd they lose to, McKenzie? You remember? Uh, c- Commanders? Let me look it up. Yeah, they lost to Washington, didn't they? No, or, they won. Or was both. that just a tight they won, game? They, okay. they won two close games. And yeah, maybe it was the Jets. We'll see. Um, yep, they lost to the Jets 20 Well, that hurts. So they have good tie breaks. Philly yeah. Has. Because yeah. they lost to Well, if they don't team. lose another game, yeah, yeah. but because if they lose straight up, yeah. Okay. And Dallas lost to uh, Arizona. Boy, that loss is going to haunt them. But I'm not even sure Dak doesn't win it if they tie for the division. I if, agree. if Hurts, especially if Hurts misses a game or two, who knows? Mm-hmm. He's limping around. Um, okay. Next game, your pick. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's go to, oh, Giants, Washington. My goodness, 6 0 in turnovers. But I got to tell you, It'd be easy to dismiss this debacle as being the turnover-driven, but um, Washington was not impressive. Like, yeah, they would have won the game without those turnovers, but they wouldn't have covered. You know, it was a poor performance by Washington. Now, check this out. This is this is crazy. First downs, Washington 28, 13 for the Giants, okay? In the history of our database, going back to 1990, if a team has their first downs doubled, how often do they win the game by more than 10 points? All right. So, oh, all right. I, I would say less than 1%. All right. So, um, let's think about this a second. So, the Giants, uh, the final score in this game was by 12. Mm-hmm. So, they win by 10. There's 825 games that a team doubled the first downs. The team that had the lesser of those first downs, so less than half, 25 times. Out of eight twenty-five, that shocks me. It's that high. Eh? Yeah, it, so it, it is kind of high. So yeah. it would be. Let me see. Four times eight thirty-two. It's three percent. That's. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I would have thought it like it was like a unicorn. I, um, I do have a stat for you though. I believe the Giants got sacked nine times. Yes. So if you got sacked nine times, how often do you win by double digits? <laughs> I think it's got to be like less, much less than three percent. Here's the amazing part: sack nine times. There's a stat called quarterback hit mm-hmm. hits, which if you have a sack, you don't get a quarterback hit. It's saying oh, if okay. you hit a quarterback without sacking him, eleven quarterback hits. So Devito just was a well, so was twenty a body bag. plays. He either got knocked to the ground or sacked. So he got basically hit. 50% of the time when he, when he dropped back to pass. Now, here's what confuses me. Washington was minus six in turnovers. Yes. But they had 28 first downs versus 13, 
and they ran 23 more plays. Well, they probably turned it over in their own and close to their own goal line, so, I, so so the Giants didn't get to run very many plays but, but, before they scored. But the, I mean, but wouldn't you? If I told you a team six zero in turnovers, you don't think they're going to be up in plays, do you? Yeah, I do. Why? Because turnovers happen randomly anywhere on the field. So why would you think a team that has six possessions aborted? That's a good question. If you ask me, what is the average field position a team turns the ball over on? Uh huh. If anything, it's going to be more off. I mean, turnover is going to happen more in the middle of the field because when you get down there on their side, you get conservative and you certainly get conservative on your end. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think in je- my guess is. I was just saying, thinking, what is the average field position of a team on any given play? Mm-hmm. And I would say their own 40 yard line. If I had to set an over under, if you t- take a snapshot, mm-hmm. next play, what, what yard line are they on? They have the ball. Mm-hmm. I'd say the 40. I think that's fair. Um, the starting field position is typically around the 28 or 29. It's a couple yards better than the 25. Maybe the 44. I'm going to go yeah. a little further towards midfield. But, but so then in theory, that's where the turnovers are happening. But so if I turn it over at midfield, let's say midfield, yeah. now the other team can't have that many plays because they're, they're starting at the 50 already. Yeah, but you got aborted before you even got to the 50. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's and true. plus you get you. Well, I can check on that. That's interesting. On Wednesday's show, I'll tell you what is the profile as turnovers mm-hmm. happen to the play count. Right. Right, because um, that's the kind of stuff we got to understand better, or at least I do, for the same game parlay stuff. Um, let's see here. Th- this feels like a situation where the game or, or Washington maybe goes into the toilet because I don't think Rivera comes back. I don't mm. think he was coming back anyway. But this kind of game kind of puts the nail in the coffin. But I not think. on. They got the traditional Thanksgiving game against Dallas, so that. But all the money's on Dallas, nine and a half up to eleven. Yeah, that's where I make. That's where. I, did it go? Did it open nine and a half, or was it just that? Just the look ahead. Well, nine and a half, fifteen. Uh, so it was more, yeah. you know, halfway to ten. Um, any other thought? I mean, let, let's look at the. This would be interesting if we just look at the line of scrimmage, right? Which takes away turnovers, Washington. <laughs> one by 16, by six. 16 and a half points. Their yeah. yards per play wasn't good. Their yardage was good. But they but they, but they, lost, they had the third best line of scrimmage the entire and game. And they moved the ball you know, with the first downs. I mean, they had 28 first downs. I, I mean, mean, doesn't that make us bad Washington here? You know, I don't like the fact... Howe's been playing well. I don't like the way... He took some massively big hits in that he, game. But he, had le- he, had, he took less hits than, than, <laughs> than DeVito. DeVito that's, that's for sure. Um... No, actually, you think about it. You know what this tells you too. How bad is the Giants' O line? Mm. I'm looking to fade the Giants. It's, I've heard a theory that the reason they're putting Devito back there is like they, they can't put someone that's good because they'll, they'll they'll destroy his career. But they can just put Devito back there. It's fine. Well, look at this. The New England look ahead was five. It closed the five and a half against the Giants at the Giants. The line's down to three point two. Mm. So this Giants win has everyone excited. Because now, we, instead of DeVito being a joke, we can say he actually was capable in this game. But I think this is a—how capable was he when they get six turnovers and, get, and still get beat at line of scrimmage by 16 points? Yeah, but the—I mean, that's because their defense was not very good. You know, well, but I mean, which contributes the, the offense, to this game. The offense put up 300 yards, but you could argue Washington's a dead nut over well, team with no defense. We, we know New England hasn't changed since their bye. So are we saying the Giants get upgraded by two points from this game? Yeah, I think that's fair. Two points?
Woods. Yeah, but you got to. I'll fuck. I'll, I'll turnovers I'll, are complete. I'll upgrade Devito two points. Screw the rest of the Giants. He was the worst quarterback. He, he, he was like like off the charts. Just a complete and utter joke. And now I'm like, yeah, he's probably. Where do I got him? One second. I think I, I brought him up to like a minus five and a half or a minus six. So at least he's not. They had the 25th best offense last week. Against the Washington team that was, like we said, so bad with turnover. Right. So, um, well, that's that's tremendous considering— Well, I'm sorry. Washington's so bad on defense, I meant. That's tremendous considering how bad DeVito had been prior to this game. I mean, he, he no, actually but, but could move the But if you had the, the 32nd best offense against, let's say, a, a, a bottom five defense, wouldn't you expect about 25? No. If you look at—what how many, what was the over-under on their team total? I mean, it was like— well, they went over by more than any team. But, yeah. again, six turnovers. Yeah. All right. Well, I listen, here's the thing. The Giants might be tanking. I mean, meaning at this point now they lost another game or they won another game. They're it's too first. late to be tanking. Well, they still could. They, 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 well, they beat Washington twice. But that's the only games they've won, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> it strikes me that New England's not going to tank because Belichick mm-hmm. is 50-50 to be there next year. Yeah. He has complete control. Yeah, I like. I'm telling you right now, I like New England. If it gets to three flat, I it got might. It. it might. All right, next game. Next game, Tennessee, Jacksonville. Oh, I was wrong about this. So, um, me too. I got. I got the memo that uh, Lawrence's leg injury is much worse than you know that people were saying this is going to be a Line real problem. Line of scrimmage was pretty much even. Both were below average, and Lawrence was ext- looked extremely mobile, 100 percent, and almost spry. So uh, bad intel. On Lawrence being injured, he was 100%. Uh, our stats recalculation says 18-point Jacksonville win. Uh, that I, I can certainly go along with, yes. Um, the Kevin Cole says only 3.5 points. Uh, pre-game says 11.5 with our EPA, 14 by PFF Noise. Um, Never close. Jacksonville, easy peasy. What was their, their win percentage, 100? Yeah. yeah. They ran 31 Additional plays, thirty-one mm. more plays than Tennessee. Wow, yeah, enough said there. I, I thought seven. My two favorite picks of the week. If I was just playing into the one ten market flat, you know, sides would have been Tennessee one at seven, especially if I bet it early. And then two, I actually I really liked Green Bay. I had no idea how the Chargers were three, but everyone like seemed to like the Chargers, so I stayed off. It wasn't even it wasn't even three, it was plus three even money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hmm. Okay, next game. Uh we talked a little Chicago Detroit, but um Yeah, let, no, let's talk that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So um I'm not sure Fields is played well or not. You know, it's he he ran well. He ran well. That exactly. So so he's a one trick pony. He looks for one receiver and then he tucks it and runs. And you know what? That can be that can be you know effective. Um, the Bears really should have won this game for sure. They um, I think they like Detroit was like got two touchdowns in the final four minutes. So a real big comeback by Lions. Let me give you some stats here. So there were six. Um, Oh, by the way, in that Green Bay Chargers game, there were six lead changes in that game. That's I have that in my notes here. But looking at this now, um, time of possession, Chicago had sixty-seven percent of the time. All right, so they, it was two-thirds, one-third mm-hmm. in time of possession. When it came to red zone, Detroit was three out of three. They got to the red zone, they scored three touchdowns. Now. Chicago was four field goals and two touchdowns on the game. So it was conversion in the red zone that helped Detroit, even though Chicago dominated the game. And 
if you look at it, Detroit was 72% conversion on late downs. Mm. So they killed in the red zone. They killed on late downs. Chicago dominates the rest of the game, but they lose because it's all late downs. And if you look at the win probability, that's fascinating. So end of the third, it started moving. Um, Okay, Chicago had 74% fourth quarter win share. Wow. That's really, really high. So how is that? Is that the highest of the year a team that lost? Yes. So they were the team that should have won more than any other team this the, year. Yeah, the Saints had a 73% when they lost at Green Bay with that double-digit comeback. And the Bears Good info. probably Good info. had a 95% chance to win with like five minutes to play. Something like that. You know, yeah. maybe it's a little high. So, but even but, – but it shows – I think Chicago didn't tank. I think Chicago's trying to win because they, they figured they're not going to get – you know – They'd rather win now. They've been they've been. Plus, tanking. they got to hop to their step because their 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 defense has been playing better, and, the and coach now they got been, yeah, and now they got their, their their quarterback back. Detroit's defense is not good. I mean, I there was a sense they were after Kansas City. I I think they're a bottom seven or eight defense. So I think when they win games, it's probably going to be shootouts, shootouts most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost. Let's admit though, Detroit lost nineteen points in turnovers. So one to four, yeah, yeah. But if you lose 19 points in turnovers, the uh, time of possessions two thirds, one third against. I mean, and Chicago doesn't convert in the red zone. I mean, this feels and you like, were all over the Bears. You you you, eh, you took the Bears at, at like without getting any help at all in the market. You took them seven and a half, and yeah. so and you you know you and get all the help won. you needed when they should have won. Yes. All right. So what I would say is I I'm looking to play the Bears. I'm looking to fade Detroit in a given spot. Though mm-hmm. that was a flat. Well, you could say how could it be flat against a division rival? Look ahead on th- against the Packers. Up. Seven yeah. and a half point favorites now. I, let's just say this: I've gone from high on Detroit to neutral. Mm. All right, next game. I bet you're not neutral on the New York Jets that just got blasted by Buffalo in an embarrassment of uh, performance by the offense. Yeah, so they got a quarterback that's only started two games now that's going to start. Tim Boyle. That was back up to to Aaron Rodgers who wouldn't even be there. Um, And that's got to be... You know, it's got to be a downgraded quarterback, but is it an upgrade from the locker room and everybody happy that they, you know, finally jettisoned Wilson? Maybe until he throws two picks in the first quarter. Yes. There's some there's some real trends here, though. Jets have gone under the total five straight games. So you might say it's obvious, but they just go under, under, under. I believe the Jets have, I, I heard this stat, they have nine touchdowns in like the last 10 games. Uh, or could be ten touchdowns the last nine games. They get one touchdown a game. So think about this: the the Dolphins, well, they got ten touchdowns in one game. <laughs> so uh, that doesn't bode well for uh, the Jets' chance against Miami, does it? Now, well, I, yeah, maybe, but I, Miami's offense. I'm not. I, boy, I like under in this game. What, what's the? Let's let's think. What would the number be here? <sighs> what 40, 41? It was forty one. But you're you're spot on. They 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 the market. Pounded the under today. Down to 40. It opened yeah. 42 and a half looking yeah. at the— All the money's been on the under. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm i not even sure. Well, 41's such a key number. Mm-hmm. If it drifts back up somehow, but— um, Which it won't. You don't think? Not when the Jets score one touchdown a game. Yeah, yeah. But then Tim under that Boyle. theory, though, what, what about the team total? Maybe maybe I like—well, see, I like under— I, hmm, I kind of like team total on the Jets under— so let's think about this. If it's 40 and the line's 10, it's what, 15? Uh, 24 and a half, 15 and a half. Yeah, that's interesting. So anything yeah. from 14 and a half to 
16 and a half is almost the same, right? You, you know what left a bad taste in my mind in, in my mouth is when I played the Giants under 10 and a half for a team total and they had like zero most of the game and somehow got to 17. You, you know? know what would be an interesting prop? Team totals that don't count with uh return touchdowns. So they would adjust for it, but imagine what would the team total be? Would it be under 14 on the Jets? You know, I I almost think I might rather just I might bet Boyle under because they might put him around 200 because but, they're big, but if he's losing they're going to keep throwing. Yeah, right? but it doesn't matter maybe if over they, interception. But it doesn't matter if yeah, maybe maybe yes for the interception. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I mean if he keeps throwing. Yeah, but I know like they were they were saying like when a quarterback's completely ineffective he can't move the chain so he doesn't get any yardage. Yeah. They'll let him throw at least two before they pull him, mm-hmm. right? So if we go over one and a half I don't think they can pull Boyle, who's behind Boyle. Well, Zach Wilson. He's not coming. You don't think? I think he's the third-string quarterback now. I mean, I think they're done with him for a while. Well, I don't think they'll dress him. Yeah. I mean, they only dress two quarterbacks. All right. That's but, but, interesting. But, but, but I, I think Boyle would have to kill somebody to <laughs> put Wilson in. Over. All right. But um, I listen, the, I think the Bills made a um, panic move. But the, the OC for sure, and 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 my understanding is that the Josh Allen didn't like it. He oh, likes sorry. that OC, mm. so I think I think this hurts them in the long run. Mm. Um, and I'm looking to fade the Bills. Bills don't have a buy. Uh, they've or they've yet the to have year? they've yet to have that's their buy. That's not fair. And has Philly had their buy? Well, they got two last year, so they said no buy this year. <laughs> that's <laughs> hey, that's good point. Has Philly? Hey, that's that's a sol- That's a very somber thing, man. Don't talk about that. <laughs> too uh, soon. <laughs> too soon. Yeah. Um, Philly. It's only been a year. Philly Buffalo. Uh, right now, Buffalo is plus three and a half. Has Philly had their buy? Everyone has had because it's Thanksgiving, so everyone had to have had their buy. Buffalo hasn't had their buy. How is that possible? Really? Yeah. I thought everyone was was a buy no, team by Thanksgiving. No. Yeah, you're right. You're right because it goes to week 13. I'm a dummy. Yeah. Eagles so, have had their buy. Yeah, I tell you, I think fatigue's an issue yeah. with Buffalo. I mean, this late in the year. That's going to you know, that's a, that's a great point. Team gets a buy week 13. How nice is that? Yeah, but it's not nice in week 12. No. <laughs> All right. So we got any games left? Yeah, Minnesota, Denver. All I right. think we talked a little bit about the phony final. Uh, Denver won. Minnesota should have won. 3 turnovers was the difference. Yeah, Bills, by the way, had four field goals in that game. So, I mean, even though it looks like they put up a lot of points, they could have put up more. Um, four for four in field goals. All right, now this game is fascinating. So Denver has gone under five straight games now. Denver has won four straight, straight up. Mm. And Minnesota has now covered six straight. That's amazing. So starting when they're one and four. Uh-huh. All right. So they look like the, the year was over. And then Kirk Cousins and company, you know, um, play that great game where uh, – who'd they beat? They beat a contender. Did they beat Philly? Who, no, no, not no, Philly. No, cl- uh, they beat um, San Fran. San Fran. Yeah, exactly. So that's um, – that's a great stat. So six straight covers, and here's the thing: I think Denver wasn't as bad as you thought. They were one out of five in the red zone. All right, right? My, or um, or they were plus three in turnovers. But yeah, but they they kicked five field goals. So in theory, if they get one touchdown instead of five field goals, though they would have benefited from the turnovers, they win. But when you got a quarterback that gets traded for a six round pick, you expect a few turnovers. That's a, so, you know, that's, a, that's a good point. You know, one thing I wanted to mention with Minnesota that I was ultra impressed by. So um, there was a period of time where it was like fourth and one, right? 
and the, the field position wasn't that good. They punted, all right? And so later in the game, I don't recall the exacts. It was like fourth and four from like their, their own 40, and they ran a fake punt. It was just like they gained 35 yards from it, just running the ball. And it was like the most well-designed fake punt. And I can see like the defense relaxing. The special teams like, well, these guys, if ever they're going to fake a punt, it would have been on that fourth and one. There's no way they're going to fake it on this play. But they did. See, here's the thing. Sean Payton is not letting Russell Wilson beat him. He, the, he They're doing draw plays on third mm-hmm. and second. So in a weird way, you got to expect they're going to win the turnover battle. They're going to lose the stats, but you got to expect them to win because they're not taking risks, mm. right? So I think that's it. I mean, listen, Sean Payton's a hell of a coach. The fact they've won four straight games, I mean, I'm not sure if Denver doesn't have a chance to make the playoffs. I mean, they do. Oh, they absolutely yeah. do with the watered-down AFC. And with, I mean, think about it, with the whole with the demise – of the Bengals, you know, and Buffalo struggling. I mean, it's wide open. So you bet Pittsburgh to uh, make the playoffs right after the Burrow news. Yes. Obviously, you know, you had a lot of considerations in that game. And now the odds lost. are probably right back to where they were. Yeah. What I so bet. you think you had a free roll on that game? Pretty much. I, okay. I would imagine they're fi- probably 50-50 to make the playoffs. I'm guessing right right about now. I think they're probably, I, I think they're going to do better than their odds just because I think they're a little underrated. They get Bengals twice. Here's an amazing stat of the week. All right. How many times do you think the games were tied? We're not counting Monday night. Everything Thursday count, not Monday night. And ties don't count at 0-0. But every other tie is a tally of one. 3-3, three, three, tally one, 7-3, seven, or 7-7, seven, seven, et cetera. How many ties do you think these, um, how many games would there be here? Well, the, uh, every did everyone play this week? There was no buys, right? Six, seven, eight. Oh, there were a few buys this week. Oh, it was since he had a buy. Oh no, that was the Thursday game. Oh, okay. Atlanta had a buy. We had three teams with a buy. That's weird. There'd be an uneven. No- oh no, four teams. So Atlanta, Indianapolis. So there's thirteen games. Uh huh. Normally, I would say it's close to fifty-fifty that that, that that you'd have a tie in any one game. In any one game, will there will, will it be tied? I would say I would bet no, it won't be tied. But uh, but I think it's At real close. At any point, you say no. Wow. Okay. I could be that could be wrong. Maybe the yes should be a small fair. It's close to pick them. Okay. So, so that would so say half of the game, six and a half. Um, but obviously, a team a, a game could be tied once, yeah. twice, three times. I will say twelve ties. There was only four ties this week. Really? Yeah. So like literally, no game had more than one, and there was four and, games with a tie. You know what's amazing about that? Is there were so many close games? Well, just to like if I look back at the week before, by example, yeah, there were five game-winning field goals on the final play, and I think all those games were tied when the game uh, kick got kicked. I mean, that's a good example, right? right? So, yeah, I thought it was crazy, uh, but I'm going to look back and see how many weeks had less than this, that's or, or this or less, because I thought it was amazing. But maybe, well, I know the Dallas Carolina game was nerd. <laughs> all right, so here's the thing. Here's the schedule. You've listened to this. Congratulations. Now you're going to have our look-ahead preview pod that also has Fez's talk about the millions and what happened last week. All right, that comes out uh, Tuesday afternoon. Boom, get all those games. Then we're going to have a early release Thursday morning or overnight Wednesday, which has the same game parlay. We'll probably give an update or two on the earlier Thursday games, you know, what we're thinking quickly. But that's going to be already covered. And... Then we're going to have the Friday game on that one, too. Okay. Then later, but really by 6 a.m. Thursday, you're going to have the weekender, which is the Sunday, Monday stuff. So if you're not subscribed, now's the time. 
because you don't want to have to memorize all that. Just look when it pops up in your feed. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and listen up for this holiday weekend. Gobble, gobble, as they say. Let's do it.